0: Welcome to the Chaya Podcast, a sacred platform where Jewish-Iranian changemakers turn taboo topics into transformational opportunities for the community. I'm your hostess, Nicole Napovar, a licensed psychotherapist with a private practice in Century City. And I'm also the co-founder of Chaya, a community of intimate gatherings for Jewish-Iranians to experience meaningful connection and deepen their sense of self. The intention of this podcast is to support our listeners' evolution by challenging the rules our parents and community want for us in order to have their definition of the best life. Instead, let's decide from a more conscious place in our souls which practices we want to keep, which ones we want to let go of, and how we can own those decisions with grace so that we can thrive in more fulfilling and authentic lives. This is the Chaya Podcast, and I'm your hostess, Nicole Napovar. So excited to have Arjang Abraham Zendadel with us today. Arjang received a bachelor's degree in communications from UCLA and earned a master's in business admin and became a certified mediator at Pepperdine University. He is also a certified master results coach and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. Arjang has shared his discoveries with hundreds of thousands of people worldwide as executive producer and popular radio talk show host of two shows, on KRSI and KRN 670 AM, as many of you know, I'm sure, in addition to interviewing leading world experts and best selling authors such as Dr. Deepak Chopra, Dr. John Gray, Dr. Brian Weiss, Marian Williamson, Carolyn Miss, Dan Millman, and many others. In 2002, RJang founded Dreamality Education and Coaching to teach people how to achieve their potential and live their dreams. As president and head trainer of Dreamality, RJang has created an innovative and proven step-by-step system for creating results in all aspects of life. To do so, he has combined profound wisdom integrated from 14 disciplines and invented some of the most cutting-edge techniques in the world called precision transformation technology, including the revolutionary emotional transformation techniques. Through life-changing seminars and high-end personal coaching, Dreamality has already supported thousands of people to take quantum leaps forward in performance and quality of life. Arjang is grateful to be living the life of his dreams, both professionally and personally. Since 2001, he has been happily married to his wife, Nicole. They reside in Pacific Palisades, California, with their four wonderful children. So, Arjang, after a much-needed and necessary long intro, I am excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much. And my wife's name is the same as yours. If people are wondering, it's not you, it's another (laughs) Nicole.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's lovely as well. She's so great.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here today.
0: My pleasure. I'm so excited to talk to you about how to attract the love of your life. Yes. And I know people that have worked with you and have gotten so much clarity around what it is that they're looking for and just gotten on the right track. And I would love to hear more from you about maybe some of your own success stories and testimonials and how that's come to be. Sure,
1: sure, sure, sure. So first of all, uh, I should tell people I am not good at matchmaking. (laughs) As I had mentioned to you before, I've had zero success with matchmaking (laughs) for some reason. That's not my merit, but I've had phenomenal success with supporting people to get to a state where they attract their their. Love of their lives, their wife, their husband, etc. I've been invited to many of my students' weddings, which is amazing. That's and awesome. people from all walks of life. You know, there's uh, Sandy who emailed me saying, regarding the man of my dreams, LOL. You all know <laughs> that means laugh out loud. Came true to the T. He's my fiance now. Yay. And uh, just different people that I've supported, overcome different issues, inner obstacles, fears, etc., and get to a place where they've met and married the person they want to be with. I love it. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I would love to think that this is just so easy and we go out there and we meet the person and there's no blocks or fears or anything getting in the way. But I know that, um, you know, there's a lot that comes up that can sort of either support people or get in the way when it's coming to finding their person. Mm -hmm. And I know that you kind of have seven areas that you address in your program of things that can kind of get in the way when you're looking for the love of your life. And I'd love for you to just tell us more about that.
1: Great. So first of all, one of the main things that I found gets in the way is the following. So first of all, I believe in the law of attraction. So when you have internal issues, it can actually block the person from being there. And you can even know the person, and it doesn't work out. And the perfect example is actually myself. When I was 24, I met my wife, who wasn't my wife at the time, who was 18. I was out of college. She was in high school. And my friends introduced us, and they said, this great Persian Jewish girl, I'd like to introduce <laughs> you, etc." I said, all right, great. So we met, and we went out once, and it didn't work. She was not in the place to be with someone at the time. She was concerned how her friends going to think about her and judge her. And I myself had dated older women, non-Persians. It was very unusual for me to date someone like her. Mm -hmm. And I was just not in the right headspace. And we went out once and it didn't work out. And about eight months later, my friend said, come on, go out with her. She's great. I said, okay, I'll call her one more time. So we went out and we call it our second first date. My wife went home that night, and she said, "I'm going to marry him." And it was an amazing oh. date. And about a year later, I asked her to marry me. So, the point that I'm making is, even if you know the person, you've gone out with the person, if you're not in the right headspace and internal space and subconscious space, it can still get in the way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I know other people too who've dated, it didn't work out. Years later, they dated and they got married. So, so one of the areas that can get in people's way is fears Mm -hmm. various kinds of fears that they might have right so what kind of fears fears that people have for example of getting married and depending on the individual can be different kinds of fears fear of how am I going to handle a wife or a husband or children fear of divorce fear of and it comes up more for men than women in my experience fear of losing their freedom Mm -hmm. It could be other kinds of fears. So on one hand, the person saying, I want, I want to be married or to be with someone, but subconsciously they're saying, no, I don't want it. This is scary. It's going to, it's going to cause me pain. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, they're asking for it. On the other hand, they're pushing it away and that can block the person from coming to them or meeting them or for the relationship to work out right? And they just happen to always meet the wrong person. It just doesn't work out. Things just happen to not work out when it really is at a deeper level. They don't want it to work out on some level. And on some level they do. It's called a mixed association. They have mixed issues going on. Mm -hmm. So that could be one of the main things. It's one of the main areas that I focus on is supporting people to clear their fears. And I have created a technique called fear into power, which I believe to be the most effective technique in the world for literally getting rid of fear at a conscious and subconscious level so people can be in their power and find effective ways to protect themselves without needing to be afraid. So that's, for example, one of the areas that I support people with.
0: Beautiful. I love it.
1: So another area that can get in people's ways is dependency. So they go into the relationship dependent or desperate to Mm. be in a relationship, to be married, right? And Nicole, you know this. I assume you've dated, yes? Mm -hmm. Is it okay to share this publicly? Yeah, of course. Okay. So how do you like it when a guy is desperate and needy? Is that a turn on or a turn off? Cringy. Cringy, (laughs) right? And I didn't know this. I wish I knew this when I was younger. I had no idea. But so people go into a relationship needy and desperate to be in a relationship, to get married. And that itself is a turn off. And the person wants to push them away. Right. The example I use is if I'm coming and grabbing your arm, especially now in the age of corona, right? <laughs> if I come to grab your arm and pull you t- towards me, maybe in a harsh way, what's your natural reaction, Nicole? To pull back. To pull back, right? Which is exactly what's happening when I have dependency on someone. When I'm coming from needy and neediness and desperation to have them be with me, they pull back. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that can itself cause problems mm-hmm. and also it can have emotional issues, etc. So it's a whole process of teaching them how to find fulfillment while being single. And that's the secret. One yeah. of the secrets is learning to be happy while you're single. Because happiness and enjoying yourself and being fulfilled is actually attractive. People want to be with you. <laughs> so as much as I'm desperate and frustrated that I'm not with someone, it's a turn off. As much as I'm happy and fulfilled, being by myself is a turn on. That's why people sometimes go in relationships and suddenly other people come in their lives and want to be with them and they're already in a relationship. They say, what happened when I'm single and needy? There's no one. And then I'm in a relationship. There's second, yeah. third, fourth person. Why? Because you're in that emotional state, state of being, of being happy, fulfilled, which is attractive. Yeah, that's so, the, so interesting. So the key is to create that state while you're single, which is to be independent. And then there's a process of interdependence, which is two-hour explanation <laughs> approximately or longer, how to do that, how to create that. But basically, it's getting into a state of independence where you're fulfilled on your own, and then you can go to the third stage of interdependence where you interact with the person, but from a place of power, mm-hmm. from a place of inner happiness. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a longer process to explain how to do that. So great. Yeah.
0: And I'm, you know, I'm kind of going along and reading this with you. The the third one sounds like unresolved issues with parents. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Right. So sometimes uh, this is common understanding in psychology and you're a social worker yourself, right? We replay unresolved issues from the past. We keep on replaying it. So if a person has Mm -hmm. angers, resentment, unresolved issues with their mom or dad, it can replay in their current dating or in their current relationship maybe their parents got divorced so i had one of my clients for example that i'm thinking of right now who came to see me whose parents got divorced and so it was getting in her way of Mm -hmm. finding someone and we cleared that we did some other processes and she met the guy and she wrote you know we wrote i wrote a list of the kind of man i want and then years later i got married and reread the list with him and i was shocked and he read it he was shocked also it was exactly him Mm. so the point being it's not just about writing a list but unresolved issues that you have with the parents can replay so it's about clearing those angers resentments fears etc that might be in our subconscious that can get in the way so you got to remember as far as attracting someone what we attract is not just based on our conscious thoughts and behavior and a lot of people are just focused on their behavior what do i do to find someone mm-hmm. And what you got to remember is that it's not just our behavior, it's our mental emotional state, our state of being that also plays a large part. Mm -hmm. And part of that is conscious, part of it is subconscious. Mm -hmm. We're holding unresolved issues, traumas, etc. from the past that can get in the way both consciously and subconsciously.
0: Beautifully said.
1: Yeah. So it's resolving issues with the parents. And then the next level is resolving issues that we may have with past relationships, Mm -hmm. boyfriends, girlfriends that we dated, Again, angers that we're holding on to, resentments, relationships that we didn't fully release. Mm -hmm. Some people, they move on, but they're still thinking of the past boyfriend or girlfriend and holding on to that relationship. Mm -hmm. So they're not creating the space for the new relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. Can you tell us more about that? Because I think sometimes it can look like it's somebody from your past that you don't actually want to be with, Mm -hmm. but... For some reason, you have a story about men that continues, or women that continues into your future relationships, and sometimes it is about that you still want to be with that person, and it's like that navigating that as well, right? So it doesn't mean that just because you're thinking about a past relationship that you necessarily want to be with somebody from the past, but it could just be stories that you've made about people in general that are trickling into your relationship now
1: it could be what you're saying where you have past stories that is getting in the way maybe beliefs that you've created for example you know example i give is someone goes in a relationship and they see that the guy for example let's say it's a girl the guy doesn't keep their word they say i'm gonna call you in an hour they don't call for a few hours they say i'm gonna do this they don't And the girl doesn't say anything because she doesn't want to rock the boat. She doesn't want to seem like she's mean or – am I allowed to say bitchy? Is that allowed? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) So So she doesn't want to say anything. She doesn't stand up for herself. And then he keeps on not keeping his word. And then other issues come up. And then she finds out that there's something going on. And her intuition says, oh, he's cheating on me. And then he does cheat on her. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work out. And finally, she's had enough. She breaks up. Mm-hmm. So then she comes out of it saying, you know, what I've learned is that you can't trust any men. All men are whatever term you want to use, right? Mm-hmm. Jerks or whatever term you want to use. And you can't trust any men, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes people learn the wrong lesson. It's not empowering. It's not positive. It's not for yourself. And it can get in the way certainly of the next relationships because she's not trusting at all she's not open at all and there's issues Mm -hmm. so if you take the same dynamic right same situation and she looks back and actually learns in an effective way she'll look back and say you know what i didn't stand up for myself he didn't keep his word and i didn't say anything right so sometimes people learn things that are disempowering that are not for the self that are not effective that are limiting, which certainly affects the next relationship. If we rerun this and she learns in an effective way, she would say, you know what? It's not good to hold it in and say nothing. It's also not effective to constantly complain or nag or get angry. That's also not effective. But what's effective is for me to hold him responsible, lovingly, peacefully, powerfully, to say, hey, you said you were going to do this, you didn't, mm-hmm. right? Right. So it's important to stand up for yourself, and I didn't do that. So that's what I learned for future relationships. It's important to trust my intuition, right? And trust is an interesting phenomena because people say, do I trust or do I not trust, right? Do I trust or do I not, (laughs) right? And the answer is it's not either. It's not about trusting or not trusting. It's about trusting appropriately to the person and situation, so I trust my mom to give her my wallet to hold on to, but I don't trust her to fix my plumbing. And I trust the plumber to fix my plumbing, but I don't trust them to just give him my wallet and say, just hold on to this.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like, do they meet the criteria for the job?
1: Yeah. So it's not about just trusting or not trusting. It's about trusting appropriately to the person and situation. You vary it according to what's going on. So it's important to not not trust, nor just trust fully and without any condition all the time, you got to adjust it according to the person and relationship and where it's at. So basically what I'm saying is, and of course it's important to not generalize. You don't want to say all men are jerks or all women are this negative generalizations are generally negative generalizations are not true Mm -hmm. and they can be limiting and they can stop you from being in a good relationship, right? Yes, of course, Men and women can act badly and do things that are not good and not effective, but that doesn't mean all men are like that or all women are like that. So it's important to see people as who they are as an individual and to give that person the opportunity to show up as themselves and see if they are a good match for you, not just to put a perceived concept over a a person.
0: 100%. So true. I love
1: it. Yeah. So... Part of the process is also resolving unresolved issues from the past. And I've had clients who they say, I have no issues with past relationships. They're totally clear. And I've had people who've had major, major issues that we need to work on and address, who've been abused even, etc. So I've seen the whole gamut.
0: And so the fifth one is clear intention. Can you tell us more about that?
1: So part of that and the process is important to have clarity about what you want. And some people are not clear what they want. Or they're they're clear but they're not As clear as they could be. So, part of the process is to get very clear on what you want in the mate that you want to be with. I encourage people to write a list. And that itself has its own issues and dynamics, though, as far as am I writing things that are too ideal? Am I settling? Right? Mm -hmm. So, the solution I found is something very interesting shall I share the solution or yes, keep you on edge? <laughs> do you want to know? We want to know. Please tell us. <laughs> so what I do with my clients is I have them write a list of what they want, and then I have them split it into p- two parts, which is what are your absolutes? What are your non-negotiables? And then what are your preferreds? So absolutes means, for example, let's say someone wants to, marry someone who is kind. And that's a deal breaker. If they're not kind, they don't want to be with them. Or they want a certain religion. They've got to be Jewish or Muslim or whatever the religion is. Or they've got to be Persian or whatever it is. And for some people, it's a deal breaker. It's non-negotiable. For some people, it is. So you got to be clear what your absolutes are. And whoever you're with has got to meet each of the absolutes. And if they don't meet one of them, then that's not a good relationship for you. And then you can put your preferred things that you want, but if they don't have it, it's okay. You know, I want them to have a master's, but if they don't, it's okay. <laughs> right? And I, and I do coach quite a few people who want the person to have certain levels of education and I have to really drill and say, well, what if they have everything else, but they just have a bachelor's degree? They just have a high school degree, but they're very successful, etc. Mm-hmm. So it's about knowing what your absolutes are, your non-negotiables, and also what your preferreds are. And that way, you know what the bottom line is, so you'll marry someone who meets the bottom lines, but you can still ask for whatever you want, so you put it out there, so you could potentially get more and more of the preferreds also.
0: Is there anything that you've ever seen that you were like, this doesn't really belong in either category? Like, this is this is unrealistic, or this is, quote-unquote, too much?
1: Yes. Do I recall (laughs) what those are? Because I'm sure that's your next question. Yeah. Sometimes people put things that are not necessarily needs to be there. I mean, usually I just say put it on the preferred. But sometimes they say, you know, they need to have a certain eye color maybe. And I'm like, really? Do they really need to have that eye color? Yeah, they do. Okay. So put it in their preferred.
0: And so another one another one of the potential... um, maybe blocks is creating or like areas to work on is creating inner and outer space for the person.
1: Correct. So inner space means if we have unresolved issues, fears, etc., that can get in the way or you didn't let go of a past relationship. So internally in your subconscious, the space where you would have for finding your mate, right, is taken by someone else. So it doesn't allow a new person to come in. There's a Kabbalistic concept that in order to have something, you need to have a vessel to hold it, Mm -hmm. right? So if I want to drink tea, I need a cup to drink the tea. Mm -hmm. If I want to have a baby, the mother's womb becomes the vessel to hold the baby. If I want to park my car, the parking space becomes the vessel to hold my car. Mm -hmm. Or the car itself is the vessel to hold me. So you need to have a space, a vessel to hold it. And the vessel, it's a bigger explanation of what that is. It's desire, but it's space. Mm -hmm. So internally, if I have unresolved issues, fears, etc., that takes up the space. So instead of having an empty cup so I can pour tea, let's say there's some mushrooms in there and there's some dirt in there, right? There's no space to put the tea. So you mm-hmm. got to clear it out, make an empty space, so then you can put the tea. Mm-hmm. So that's the inner space. The outer space is sometimes people are so busy, for example – they don't have the time to be in a committed, long-term, serious relationship. Mm-hmm. They have their career. Maybe they have other family members, other things going on. So they, they just don't have the the time that they've created. And it's not that they don't have time. We all have 24 hours in a day. It's not a priority enough for them. So it's about creating the time, the space in your life for having the person come to you also so that's what I mean by inner space and outer space creating the space for that individual to come into your life
0: beautiful I think what I'm curious to know from you is in the Jewish Iranian community what are some mistakes that you see individuals making when it comes to attracting their mate for life
1: so we spoke about some of those mistakes one of them and women ask me this a lot they say should I ask a guy out should I pursue mm-hmm. a guy We all have masculine, feminine energy inside us, right? So classically, masculine energy is pursuing, going out there. Feminine energy is receptive. Uh, There's a lot more descriptions about how we can describe it. So I tell my female clients, I say, well, if you want to pursue the guy, that's fine, but then you're going to be the masculine energy in the relationship. So therefore, if you're going to be the masculine energy, he's going to be the feminine energy. Is that what you want? And invariably, every single one has said, no, 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 no. <laughs> I say, okay. So so don't pursue him. A guy wants to pursue you. You can make yourself available, smile, show that you're interested, but let him pursue you so he can be the masculine energy and you can be the feminine energy. Unless, again, you want to be the masculine and you want him to be the feminine. Yeah. So that's, a, that's an example of a mistake that I found out that people make and on the male side i think sometimes with the internet and dating online sometimes men have uh gone into their comfort zone where they're not willing to do the traditional classical mechanisms of just seeing a girl and talking to her and asking her out so sometimes they get too much into their fear or fear of rejection or just not being willing to deal with that and part of Dating is being willing to deal with hearing no. And now, by the way, sometimes people say, I got rejected.
0: Or just even stepping into like resistance, like leaning into wherever you're feeling resistance and doing it anyway. You know, I think that's something that's so fundamental in a relationship across the board. Like if you're feeling an argument or your partner does something to trigger you, your first reaction might be that you want to avoid or you want to go away. And so you... Kind of got to be able to like lean in and you know address the issue,
1: deal with things that you may not want to deal with as long as it's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. right? So really, it's about for the men being in their power, and not just relying on the internet and being willing to do what it takes to to go and pursue the girl, you know, in a respectful way, of course. Uh, and the thing I was going to tell you is sometimes people have a fear of rejection. And rejection is a very favorite term of mine. I say, you know, I got rejected. (laughs) so dramatic. (laughs) People take it so personally. I got rejected. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I tell to people, I say to people is, don't think of it as rejection. You're taking it too personally. You're just not a fit for the other person or vice versa. versa. Mm -hmm. You're just not a fit for the other person or vice versa. It's just not a fit. Mm -hmm. They just said no, right? So I'll tell you, Nicole. Ready? No, no, no. (laughs) Can you handle that?
0: I think so. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly, but it's just no. <laughs> so
1: what? It's not. It's just a no. Yeah. It, don't take it so personally. It's a rejection yeah. of me. You yeah. know, there's certain... We all have certain types of people that we're not attracted to. Maybe a certain group of people or a certain type of person. That doesn't mean those type of people are not good and nobody will ever be attracted to them. it's
0: not about better than or less than. It's just that you're either a fit or you're not. Yeah. You're just different or you're a match.
1: Yeah. So if it doesn't work out, don't take it personally. Oh, um, there's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. Don't go into negative I am's. You're just not a match and have faith there's someone better for you. Now, could there be issues that you need to resolve in your behavior and your emotions, et cetera? Yes. But don't take it that there's something wrong with you as an individual Or inherently wrong with you. There isn't. Mm -hmm. Yes, you could resolve or improve things. But don't take it so personally. Right? It's just a no. Have faith there's someone better.
0: Beautifully said. And I know there's this seventh area you address when supporting people to attract the love of their life, which is action.
1: Right. So I think... More important than action is clearing your subconscious issues or mental, emotional issues. But also it's important to go out there and put yourself in places where you can meet people. Mm-hmm. Do online dating, go to parties, connect to friends, get a matchmaker. There's different things that you can do if you're serious about being in a long-term committed relationship to get married. That's not necessarily always necessary if you're just dating for fun. But if you really want that long-term relationship, there is certain actions that's good for you to take.
0: Right. That makes sense. Um, So what are some exercises or tips you have um, for people who want clarity on who to attract as their life mate?
1: So, as I mentioned, it's good for you to write a list down of what you want and then go through, write down what the absolutes are, what the preferred are. There's more to it. There's, There's steps after that. There's another major step that I do. But, That's really one of the things that I talk about is really looking down at what you want and really also being serious. You really got to want it and you got to make sure all of you wants it, not 80% or 90%. Really, you 100% all of you wants it with all of your being, but at the same time, not desperate or needy for it. So it's a fine balance. I want it, but I'm not desperate or needy to be married. Mm -hmm. And that's a difficult balance for people to have. And if it's challenging for people to do it on their own, then seek out support to to deal with your issues. Don't just wait and think it's going to go away on its own. You, it's important to get support if you require it.
0: Beautifully said. Yeah. yeah. What advice do you have for someone who feels like they're never going to find their person? Aha. Uh-huh. If they're feeling maybe hopeless or lonely or... I mean, I hear this in my practice as well. Like I have clients who come in some days and they're just like, I feel like God forgot about me.
1: Right. So God never forgets about anyone. Never, never give up. As Winston Churchill said, never, never give up, give in. Unless there's certain exceptions, moral reasons, ethical reasons, you don't do something. But there's no reason for you to give up. And again, I think people give up because they have unresolved issues, things that we mentioned that they're not addressing. So they're blocking meeting that person so they think it's them. They think there's something wrong with them or God has forgotten about them or punishing them when really it's not that. They're doing the best that they know. This is a very important concept. They're doing the best that they know. But just doing the best that you know doesn't mean you're going to get the results because we all have blind spots. There's things that people don't know that they don't know. There's things that's getting in their way that they don't even know that is getting in their way. Mm -hmm. So it's really about never giving up, not being hopeless, do your best to be happy while you're single, enjoy your life, and don't assume that marriage is going to be the savior. And this is one of the mistakes that people make. Mm -hmm. They assume I'm going to get married and then that's going to be great. Mm -hmm. I also do mediation. (laughs) Mediation. I've coached couples during different parts of their relationship to not get divorced. I've coached couples who have already decided they want to get divorced. There's no going back. And I've mediated them. I mediated for them to resolve their issues. And marriage is not a savior. Marriage can be hell or heaven or in between depending on what you do. Mm -hmm. So don't assume you're going to get married and that's it. Marriage is the beginning of the process. It's not the end. So really enjoy being single. There's a beauty to being single and there's there's pros and cons and there's pros and cons to being married. So Absolutely. enjoy the stage that you're in. Enjoy the availabilities that you have and the fun of being single. And you can, of course, have fun while you're married a lot. And enjoy while you're married also. So the key is...
0: It's just a different kind of fun.
1: It's a different kind of fun. It's a different kind of fun. So... What I'm sharing with you is don't wait to be happy and fulfilled. Enjoy yourself now. Be happy. And then at the same time, don't give up and keep on going out there and deal with your issues. Deal with your issues. It's usually what's getting in their way.
0: So, you know, I see this in my practice a lot too. This dependency or this codependency or this neediness around, you know, if I get married, then everything else is just going to work out and be okay. Mm. And all my problems are going to go away. And I'm so miserable when I'm not in a relationship or there's a lot of reliance or I see couples come in and there's so much reliance on the other person to make them happy. Yes. And so, and it creates so many problems. It does. And so my question for you is, you know, we, you talked about dependency as one of the things that can kind of, be an area that can create problems for you if you're thinking about you know attracting your mate and so for someone who is lonely because this question comes up in my practice too and I have my own answers for it but I'm curious to know from you for someone who's coming to you and they're like I feel so lonely and I don't know what to do I feel like this is so hard for me to be single like what's step one in like getting them to start to embrace where they're at and find happiness in where they're at
1: okay So, first of all, being alone or lonely is an illusion. It's impossible to be alone. And people Mm -hmm. hearing this might be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Right? And there's six reasons you're not alone. Number one, God is always with you if you have a spiritual belief. And where is God everywhere? So you're not alone. You can be physically by yourself. You can be single, but you're not alone. And, you know, people can be in a crowd and still feel alone. People can be with friends and still feel alone. Mm -hmm. But what you got to remember is God is with you. You've got yourself, right? Mm -hmm. If you believe in spirit guides, guardian angels, they're with you. Yeah. And I ask this of people and I'll ask this of you, Nicole, and you who are listening, ask yourself this question. Has there been a moment in your life where you've had no family and friends somewhere in the world? In other words, isn't it true? You've always had family and friends somewhere in the world, every moment of your life. Yeah, of course. Right. Right. I've never had anyone say no. I've never had any family and friends somewhere in the world. We all have someone somewhere, right? So if you have, you likely always will. So you're not alone. And I know people say, well, that's different from a romantic relationship. Fine, you're single, but you're not alone. And in addition, you can create family and friends, right? you put me somewhere new in the world and I'll go create relationships. I'll go create connections. You can create them. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to understand you're not alone. And there's a concept in quantum physics. You take two particles and you put them into different parts of the universe. And if you change the polarity or state of one, the other one immediately responds, mm. even if they're millions of light years apart. Wow. Which means they're they're connecting infinitely faster than the speed of light which einstein said is the fastest thing in the universe so how can that be because at a deeper level of reality they're actually one and interconnected so the suggestion is that everything is one and interconnected we're all one and interconnected and i can show you right now nicole and you wonderful beautiful person who listening think about someone who you love in the world who's not in the room with you right now okay nicole are you doing that yeah do you feel connected to them yeah Are they in the room with you? No. Exactly. You don't have to be in the same space to be connected. Mm -hmm. We're all one and interconnected. And by the way, this goes beyond the death of the body. Mm -hmm. So we're connected beyond death. Mm -hmm. So what I'm sharing with you is that we're all one and interconnected, which means we're also not alone. So being alone is a misconception. It's an illusion. It's a lie Mm -hmm. that we've bought into. Yes, you can be by yourself. Yes, you can be single, but you're not alone. And by the way, sometimes being by yourself solitude can be nice. I like being by myself sometimes. Right? Yeah. So once you realize, okay, I'm single, and then I can find ways to be happy and fulfilled on my own. Then, again, that supports you to find someone. Paradoxically, the more you learn to be by yourself and enjoy yourself and be happy and fulfilled by yourself and with your friends, etc., the more that actually supports you to find your life mate. also.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, what I'm hearing from you is creating sort of the friendships that you want in your life, creating those like family bonds that you want in your life. Um, Even like something I tell my clients is like, take yourself out on a date. And like just kind of enjoy a day with yourself. Yeah. And start asking yourself, even if it's by the hour, you put an alarm clock sort of thing on your phone of checking in with yourself and asking yourself, like, what is it that I need right now? Mm. What is it that I want right now? And give it to yourself. Even if it's as simple as like a glass of water or getting rest or whatever, like there are so many things that the more that you start to honor your needs and your wants and you're with yourself and you're just kind of with whatever's coming up i think you build a connection to yourself and you stop feeling so lonely
1: very good and actually i don't know if i mentioned that as part of the six reasons you're not alone is exactly what you just said so taking care of yourself you've got yourself yeah right you you you, yourself me myself and i right you got yourself also absolutely Uh, it is important to take care of yourself and find fulfillment internally i remember one of my uh, students at dreamality and he had really difficulty being happy by himself. And it was so hard for him. And he took different levels of my seminar. And I spoke to him about being unconditionally happy and being unconditionally happy. And, and all the things, not all the things, but some of the things we're sharing today. And he decided that he's going to go on a trip by himself. Amazing. And I think he went to... Mexico first and then he went to Southeast Asia and he just had such a great time and met people and he came back and he really learned to be unconditionally happy on his own and fulfilled and he met his wife right in another country they connected and he met her and brought her over to the U.S. and now they're together married so that's a perfect example where he just said you know what I'm not going to wait I'm going to find ways to find fulfillment and that itself actually led him to eventually find someone to be with
0: beautiful so nice
1: and this is important because a lot of times we go into relationships for what i need what i want Mm -hmm. and it's important of course to go in a relationship it's okay you want certain things but you also want to go in the relationship to give think about what am I here to give I'm not here just to take I'm here to give and I'm here to create a relationship to bring light into the world and to elevate the world with my relationship so it's not just about what do I want what do I need it's really about yes there's certain wants that I have and that's important but it's also about focusing on giving
0: yeah like who do you want to be as the highest version of yourself and what kind of relationship is gonna help you bring that out and give it back exactly Yes, exactly. So if I, for example, identify someone who wants to be a generous person, like what kind of relationship is going to be conducive or more conducive to me wanting to be as generous as I want to be? Mm -hmm. My last question for you is, as you know, in our community as Jewish Iranians, there are so many rules about dating and, you know, what is this sort of list of things that are going to make you happy? And I think there's wisdom to that. I think... Um, it's not for everyone and I think it's up to each person to decide you know in general whether it's dating or career or whatever in this community there are certain certain rules and formulas that are like there for us to sort of be successful Mm -hmm. and so what I'm wondering with you is what's one rule that you've broken in the Jewish Iranian community What did you gain from breaking that rule and what did you lose from breaking that rule?
1: So first of all, regarding rules, my philosophy or approach is it's not just about breaking a rule. So it's not just about breaking a rule for the sake of breaking a rule and being a rebel, Yeah, right? It's about seeking truth and higher wisdom and higher understanding and seeing... Is the rule effective or not? Some rules can be very good and effective. Some can be ineffective. Some some can be in between. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's not just about breaking it or keeping it. It's about seeking higher truth, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me personally, one of the rules I suppose I broke, I don't know how much of a rule it is, but the concept is for, for Persian men, Right is to be a lawyer or to be a doctor or to be a businessman. And uh, I went into radio and became a radio talk show host, and I'm doing personal development. I have a personal development company. I do coaching. So that itself is a, is a unique field to be in. I don't know how much of a rule I've broken, really. Yeah. But it is certainly out of the norm. But it's, it's a field that I truly enjoy, and which is a great fit for who I am. It's truly my calling.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's so clear. I've come to your seminars. I'm sitting here and just watching you sort of light out, light up and be in your power as you're kind of talking about this. So I want to thank you so much for, you know, sort of sharing, giving us a taste of this. And I know that so many people are going to want to want me to ask you, how can they get more of you?
1: okay so if people want to get more of me or what i have to share because it's not really about me but what i have to share (laughs) you can go to our website dreamality.com so that's the name of our organization dreamality education and coaching it's spelled d-r-e-a-m like dreamality a-l-i-t-y so instead of reality dreamality how to turn your potential and dreams into reality dreamality.com You can also call us at 310-573-1325. We do have Dreamality introductory seminars every once in a while. It's a $100 value, but you're welcome to come as a gift and check out what we do. I teach and I give an overview of our programs and what we offer. We also do phone consultations where people can call in with what they want. And it's a mini phone introduction in a way. Mm -hmm. So people can also connect to us that way. We have really powerful seminars. People have shared that dreamality is the most effective seminar that they have have ever experienced. So we'd love to share what we have with you and support you on your life's journey to, to achieve your potential and live your dreams.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, RJ.
1: Thank you so much.